This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now your host, he wonders what local chambers can do to help resolve the national supply chain issues. He's my dad, Brendan Burton. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it is my goal to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Chris Johnson, President and CEO of the Association of Washington Business in Washington State, to learn how Holman Brothers has provided value for him. Well, Doug and Bill at the Holman Brothers have been a key ally in growth uh, for my professional career, working at three different chambers, a local chamber, a regional chamber, and now a statewide chamber. And they've been the ideal solution, whether it's a comprehensive training program, whether it's working on individual sales growth, quarterly check-ins with the team. The ability to grow members has meaning more assets for the organization. More assets means we can do more things to serve our members. They've really been the perfect solution for us, a trusted resource partner and a growth partner for us all along the way. So hats off to Doug and Bill for their great success. They'll be a great partner for you as they are for us. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. Our guest for this episode is Richard Scully. Richard is CEO and founder of Chamber Nation. And Richard has a rich and extensive background in process automation with many years in corporate infrastructure design, automation, and community advertising networks. His vast experience prepared him to successfully build Chamber Nation from the ground up. Chamber Nation is a national organization with projects in 40 states and Europe. The company uses innovative technology to provide chambers of commerce, merchant groups, and other business organizations to automate their workflow and economic processes. Chamber Nation has received two Business of the Year awards and has had a significant impact on chambers of commerce across the country. Richard contributes his expertise and time by working with chambers of commerce executives to better serve their members while working to increase membership. That sounds a lot like my goal here on the podcast, which is why we align so well. But Richard, I'm glad to have you with me today on Chamber Chat Podcast. If you would take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions and share something interesting about yourself so you can get to know you a little better. All right. Well, hello, everybody. And thank you for this opportunity, Brandon. Really appreciate it. Um, it's been a long, a long haul building Chamber Nation. It started out um, where I was uh, CEO, founder of a company called TriStep Hiring Systems that was built to 85 million in sales in Silicon Valley. And uh, during the internet craze, I had Porsches and Mercedes drive up to my office and saw these high fluting people coming in and saying, hey, Mr. Skelly, you know, I really like your company. We want to buy your company. And I was going, wow. And they're telling me, you know, if we give you stock, you know, you're going to be a multi-gazillionaire and be able to walk on the beach the rest of your life and all those kinds of things. And, you know, um, not traditionally used to that kind of environment. I uh, unfortunately fell for it for almost all stock uh, shortly thereafter. Within a year, actually, I lost everything. And uh, going from the top after 10 years of building a company that serves some major corporations like KLA, Tencore, Intuit, Symantec, 
Unisys, um, it was basically all gone and stock was gone and I got very little cash up front. So I was in a situation where I still had to work and the dreams were over. So I called my father up in Northern California. I was in Silicon Valley, sold my house, went to Northern California, and I put my tool belt back on and I was helping him finish up a spec house and intended to do that kind of work now. And it was a shocker. You know, you go from the car and the suit and, you know, the business meetings to, you know, out in the cold or out in the heat and (laughs) building a house with a tool belt on is pretty, pretty different. So I was, um, I tried to keep my head up, but honestly, I was, you know, inside it, it hurt a lot to lose everything. So um, I was working out there and somehow KNLF radio, it's a small little Christian radio station. We had a blaring on the boom box. Imagine that. <laughs> and uh, Ron Trumbo, the, the, the uh, person that owned the station was interviewing a guy by the name of Paul Macbeth. And he was the chief or the executive director of the Quincy, California Chamber of Commerce. And um, I was listening to him and and uh, he started talking about what they did on a $26,000 a year budget. And I was always programmed to look for a business model that appeared to need some help and then build an infrastructure to help that industry. And then hopefully people uh, like it enough to buy it and then you can build a company. So um, I, he had, he had uh, offered his cell phone number at the end of the interview. I got out my contractor pencil. I wrote it on a board and I called him and I literally had a lunch the very next day with him at Morning Thunder and Quincy. I remember this and he was the nicest guy. He was a former manager of a Safeway store, very successful in Safeway, he did a lot of different things. And he's just a terrific guy. And he's very supportive and he understood what I've gone through. And he just started digging really deep. And I had asked him if I could work in his chamber or, you know, just sit in his chamber and kind of listen to what, what goes on in a chamber. He said, sure, come on down. So it evolved from there, ended up building an initial uh, infrastructure, a very lightweight one, cobbled it up, basically just a wireframe to see if this is kind of, would this help them? And and went from there. And uh, about two months into working on that, uh, him and his wife asked me over for dinner, handed me a $50,000 check. And these weren't wealthy people either. This was out of their retirement. And they said, we trust you. And unfortunately, Paul passed away a few years ago, but his wife is still with the company and we're very good friends. And uh, she's always been very supportive. And so has Paul. So that's how it got started. Um, went to the top, went to the bottom and been trying to crawl out of that ever since. Yeah. Well, that is a, a good background there of how you, how you got into this. Yeah. Um, why don't you spend a, a couple minutes and let us all know a little bit about Chamber Nation, kind of the, the size of the company, the services that you offer. Um, obviously, you work with Chambers of Commerce, but just dive into that for a little bit before we get into our topic. Sure. So Chamber Nation is, we serve hundreds of chambers throughout the country. And also we were invited into Europe. And so we serve Europe and also have installations in Canada. Uh, We are really focused on the chamber industry. We, for obvious reasons, you can see how it was started. Um, I work in the support center uh, every day. I'm in the middle of support. I feel like 
I need to be there because that's how I understand what is working, what is not working, so I can make adjustments because our mission is obviously to help everyone as much as we possibly can. And, you know, we're, we're listeners. So I think the first thing is Chamber Nation is very much listening. We're two platforms. One, uh, I'm not going to focus on the membership management side, but we have very robust management system. But we learned uh, about seven, eight years ago that um, there needed to be a change because uh, in my mind, the chambers of commerce have always been, they've been out for over 400 years and they've always been the publishing platform for a community. Of course, it was very different in the very early days, like a flea market, you know, providing scales and things to do trade. And then as you move up in the United States, the concept of travelers going to a chamber lobby. Um, well, prior to that, you know, postcards and telephone calls and things like that. And then um, going to the chamber, driving to the chamber lobby, asking for brochures, maps, and then we have the internet, you have Google and you have Bing. And honestly, I was at a conference, the IACCE conference a number of years ago, and it had a pretty dramatic effect on me because I was listening to a breakout session and uh, I heard chamber executives saying, oh, they just go to Google and Bing. And I just go, oh my gosh, why don't do that? Don't do that. And um, I was thinking in my mind that, you know, that's true. But the fact of the matter is um, that, you you know, it, it, it's not there. I mean, they might think it's there, but it's not there. And I just knew that because I had a problem inside of Chamber Nation. As a CEO, I was pretty upset because we had built a lot of very robust membership tools. And um, honestly, the usage rate was not good. It was terrible. It's called member engagement. That's what everybody seems to talk about. And there wasn't anything that I could do to move, to seemingly move the needle and get membership engagement and, you know, improve that, you know, the management systems was clicking away and doing its thing. And it wasn't, that wasn't the problem. It was really everything built inside there for the member side. That was the biggest problem. So um, I, I realized that, um, that Google and Bing really didn't even have the information that the chamber executives were saying this about, just, they just go there. So um, having an issue of member engagement, I was really trying hard to figure out how in the world to change this. And it seems like if you put a 12 inch by 12 inch login button, on the screen of your chamber website, it wouldn't make a difference. So I had an idea. An idea was to go to ACCE for three days, take a clipboard and walk around. Some of you might remember me. Walk around for three days and I asked the question, may I ask what technology do you use for your members? I said it in some kind of way. I don't know if I said management system or membership system or whatever it was, but Anyway, uh, irregardless of what the system was, if it was Chamber Nation or if it was the latest and greatest mobile app from Silicon Valley or some other management system, it didn't matter. Every one of us had the same answer. The result was 90% of the members don't log in. And when they do, they might contribute a paragraph of information. Well, when I left that conference, I was ecstatic. I was so happy because I realized it wasn't us failing in how we develop. It was simply just a 
just a general problem. So um, anyway, when I got on that plane, had a clear sheet of paper, and I said, okay, we're going to rebuild everything from the ground up, and we got to figure out what we got to do. So uh, one of the things I realized is that, that one of the things I know for sure is that chambers don't have a lot of money. So whatever it was that we developed, it had to be very, very inexpensive. It had to be something that could be easily included in the membership plans because chambers, they don't want their members upsold. They really, they really don't like that. So we developed the first of its kind membership services department. We have over 20 people in that department now. It's shared across the country by multiple chambers. So we have a full membership services department. I'd like to explain it this way, that there's three words in chamber of commerce. You have the chamber and you have commerce. So the idea being in building this is that our customers would continue to handle the chamber like they always do. I mean, we would never suggest telling them how to run their chamber, but we are going to run commerce. And so if we run commerce and they run the chamber as a team, we can deliver some really amazing results to the members. And that's what we that's what we built. And then one thing led to the next. That was the concept. Now we needed to create infrastructure to support that at a very low price point. We needed a lot of leverage to make this thing work. And I also didn't want to make any mistakes. So I started what was called the Chamber Collaborative. I invited customers to participate, got feedback from a lot of chamber executives on a constant basis. I was very open and honest with them. I would call many of them and say, this is what we're thinking, how we're going to roll this out. What do you think? Do we need to make any adjustments? And so it, it really was built uh, from the ground up to serve the Chamber of Commerce industry. Our whole objective in all of this was to build uh, something to where even if the member wasn't engaged in membership, that they would get a value back in writing on a monthly basis. So they would wonder at the end of the year, you know, should I renew? I got this report. My numbers are going up every month. I'm, I think I better renew. So the whole idea was really change things around. So Chamber Nation uh, has two systems in one, a membership management system, a membership development system. And when they work hand in hand, it, it does some amazing things for the community and the chamber, and most importantly, the member. Very good. So that does, uh, that, that gives some really good background about services you offer and, and how you guys came to be. And it's always neat to see how people land in the chamber world in general, but then developing tools around that. Um, it, it's great to hear that origin story. But you alluded to what our topic for our discussion is today, which is going to be membership management versus development. And we'll jump into that discussion as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. 
run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts, allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Oftentimes, Chamber Nation's customers agree that since Amazon is all centralized, then why not their own community, including their professional service providers? Since Chamber Nation includes a full-service membership services department to handle all of your new member onboarding and ongoing support at no extra cost to the members, this is now possible. Once the program is all set up, each member going forward will receive monthly membership ROI reports. The entire community will also have access to community-wide economic development reports that are terrific for supporting grant opportunities, too. With Chamber Nation, not only will you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO or learn more at chambernation.com. All right, Richard, and we're back. Um, as I mentioned before the break, we're focusing our, our topic today on membership management versus membership development. So as we look at those two different areas, um, how do you see that? How do you see management versus development? What's the difference? Management is operating the chamber and membership development is operating the commerce. And you really have to have two separate teams focused on each side of that equation. Uh, the membership management system obviously needs to be able to send information to the membership development system. You have new members. So when you have new members, it has to notify the commerce side that there's a new member and a lot of things need to be done. So the management system is supporting the membership development system. And then when the membership development system receives its instructions and things are done, then it sends notification back to the management system where the chamber lives, the chamber staff lives, and lets them know that this has been completed and this member is ready to be uh, introduced to their new platform. And you know all of those things occur and it's basically a, a way for the chamber to review everything that's been done for the member. And then they click another button to send out a notification to the member, letting them know that the chamber has completed their onboarding and click here to look at everything, click here to work with your member assistant, all that type of thing uh, has to happen between both systems talking. The objective really is so that the membership management system now has a, a tool that will communicate with members on a regular basis, letting them know exactly how well the chamber has been able to promote their business. Um, tracking things from telephone referrals to electronic requests um, for additional information. Um, you have your reports that run on a monthly basis that come from the chamber to the member letting them know this is 
what we've done, providing them reminders, this is how you log in, with the idea being that they're much more inclined to engage when they start receiving reports every month that something significant has been happening in on behalf of their business and they get curious. So it's really helped from the engagement point of view. But membership development is really to handle everything commerce related. So um, yeah. I was just going to ask from maybe from that point of view or, or bridging that gap from the management to development. Um, what is the the training like with the onboarding of a new member to say, here's how our system works. You'll enter some information in here. What does a chamber need to do on the front end versus when the system takes over and kind of sends those reports and keeps the engagement level up? What's that that bridge like? Well, that we look at that as our responsibility. Um, we, as a company, we have to deal with that. So one of the things that is very important in the whole process is that we do all of the research on the businesses and we do all the development, all the membership profile pages, because although we're, our objective is to pivot a chamber's traditional membership directory into a full-blown publishing platform, uh, it's, um, it's, it's really important that, you know, that the work for the members are actually being done. So we do all the research, all the development, all the build out, um, you know, the catalogs or mobile applications or texting platforms, um, you know, all kinds of things. There are customer testimonial systems, uh, their uh, coupon management, which actually generates coupon booklets. So, we know that electronic coupons are cool, but they're not used a lot. So what we've done is we developed that to where it goes from electronic to print automatically through our community coupon booklet so that chambers have a tangible something to show and say, listen, when you go in and you do this, it's not only going on the website, on your mobile app and in your catalog, but it's also going into the community coupon booklet. Another reason that we can kind of motivate them, if you will, to get logged in. So to answer your question, we do the onboarding, research onboarding. We provide all of the support unlimited at no charge to the members so that it's very easy to get support. But when they get these monthly reports that show them exactly what is happening, they're, they're motivated to get in and take a look. And we, we've just added the ability now for them to add video profiles. And all of this is designed so when they look at the dashboard and they click on it, it's just real self-explanatory. Uh, we've been building a lot of technology for a number of years, and now we're going to pull that back because we have so much, and we're just going to focus on improving our training. Uh, we have a woman, her name is Rachel. She works at the Full Shore Katy Chamber of Commerce in Texas. She is uh, going to be starting our new monthly Zoom member and uh, training. Um, and she'll be talking about that specifically from the point of view of the chamber where they do a lot of classes now. You know, real estate agents use it differently than mortgage brokers and retailers. And that's the other thing with, with the platform when you're building a marketplace for a chamber, it can't be a store. And everything out there that's sold is a store. And the reason it can't be a store is because I don't think you're going to find one attorney or one, you know, one 
real estate agent, nobody like that insurance is going to want to have a store with a checkout, you know, on it. It just doesn't fit. So we had to build this to accommodate the 80%, which are service providers, and then the 20%, which are retailers with one switch, they can switch it into a complete commission-free e-commerce platform. So another benefit of being a a chamber member is that you get access to all these tools. So self-explanatory, easy to use, all the setup being done is, is critical for a successful platform. And I mean, even in the very beginning, you know, one of the stumbling blocks we had was, you know, calling the members to learn more about their business. And we realized that people don't answer their phones anymore. <laughs> it's so very true. It's, it's almost impossible. So this has been a really hard model to figure out. It's, it's taken a long time, a lot of technology. We're making slight adjustments all the time in the technology to make it smoother and smoother. But fortunately for our customers, they don't see that part of it because we really are handling the commerce side. And although they have access to the commerce platform or the membership development platform, uh, that's really for us to use, but they have unencumbered access to be able to get into every business and to see all the stats and exactly what's happening on the commerce front. And we also have like for chambers that are going out for grants, we have community-wide economic development reporting. And that's really helpful because they can now generate uh, reports on a community-wide level to help justify any grants that they get for, you know, their visitor centers or economic development, all kinds of different things. And we have several chambers that have actually, you know, won grants. That's awesome. So there's... A couple of thoughts that came to mind as you were given this explanation of kind of how the software works and the whole uh, bridging that gap. Um, You had mentioned about roughly 80% of chamber members tend to be more of the service providers and the other 20% um, kind of the the retail shops and things of that nature. And you had mentioned the ability to to set up an e-commerce shop. So um, I know I've, I've talked about this, especially through the pandemic, for those that had retail shops that didn't really have a strong online presence, the mm-hmm. important for chambers to kind of be that catalyst to help those businesses get their brick and mortar online and the potential of selling out the back door, more or less. Um, mm-hmm. Can you touch a little bit more on what that's like for trying to get some of these brick and mortar retail shops online with the retail store and e-commerce platform? None of it is easy. I mean, first of all, most people are, are, most retailers are slanted towards not selling online. One of the things that we learned is that they have a real problem managing the inventory because they have a physical store, they have an electronic store. And um, if they run out of stock, then, and they, someone buys it online or they don't go and take it down, which a lot of them don't do, then you have a problem. So they, they shy away from that. One of the things that has helped, though, is that what we've done is we've decoupled the merchant account. There is an ability to use PayPal, but um, we suggest that they don't do it that way and they use our integrated checkout request system. This way, when a retailer has uh, products that they also sell in their store, when somebody purchases that product, it will send an order request receipt to the buyer 
and it sends an order request to the member so that the member can now check inventory and then complete the checkout on whatever terminal they currently use, which makes it really, really easy. Because remember, we're not in the middle of the transaction charging a commission. We're not interested in charging anything. This is a, a, this is a member service. It's included in membership. There's no upselling. So it's a very legitimate transaction. So since we don't have to take a piece of it, then we can decouple the merchant account. And that works great. We also have inventory in the online version where they can put in like they could have 20 available in there and it'll automatically click down until it goes to zero. And then what it does is instead of deleting the item, it puts it, it hides it and puts it in the, the warehouse, so to speak. So later on, you can unhide it bring it back and put inventory levels back in. But it's as simple in our platform, every, every, every catalog is full of what we call displays. And they are catalog displays because, um, you know, your professional services, you know, catalog display instead of store is, is the appropriate uh, nomenclature, I guess you would say. And all a, all a member has to do is begin to take, when they open up those displays or they add more displays, they just simply put in a price. And when they add the price, the whole infrastructure changes into a store. So, and, you know, we, we like to say that Amazon is all centralized. So why not your own chamber community, including the internet, including the professional service providers. And that's exactly what's happening because the chamber has always been the central hub of everything. And unless, you know, and if they don't take, the electronic side of things really seriously, then they're really going to lose out. And, you know, it's not something to celebrate, but in most communities today, uh, local newspapers, you know, the subscriber levels are down and that's not a good thing. I, I like traditional media, uh, local radio, same kind of thing. I mean, look, podcasts are competitors to radio now, a lot of different things. So, um, we're really positioning the Chamber of Commerce now to become the default advertising hub for each and every community across the country. And um, it works because we're doing the work. And if you just put in technology, and I know this because I asked a lot of questions and it didn't matter you know, what technology it was, the vast majority of people just don't log into anything. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to deal with that. And that's, it's taken us many years and too much money to build <laughs> everything from scratch all over again. But, you know, that's what we had to do. And if I didn't go to that ACCE conference, you know, I would have never, I would have never understood the problem. So that kind of hits on the other point that I wanted to bring up is I've mentioned in you know, a couple podcast episodes in the past where, I like to encourage chambers occasionally to do what I call the yellow highlighter exercise, where you look at your whole membership list and take out the highlighter and mark up, you know, all the members that have any level of engagement with the chamber. And oftentimes chambers are, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but when you see it in front of you with the, how low of a percentage of engagement for on any level, whether opening emails, you know, responding on social media, attending a luncheon, whatever it may be. Um, just to kind of have that pulse. And I, I do it from the perspective of, you know, for chambers doing their own podcasts, it's just another way to engage their membership. But what I like about what you're, uh, what you're talking about here with the, this platform 
is it offers another way and kind of reminders even for these members to be engaged, to be found easier online, to um, allow the chamber to be a better advocate for their business, you know, based on their engagement. So I'm going to guess that your customers probably don't need to pull out a yellow highlighter. You probably have a report that'll spit out <laughs> whatever membership engagement level um, their members have. But I think that's important for, for chambers all over to, to look at what that engagement level is like. Yeah. And you, and you almost have to force it. Um, you have to force a level of engagement in order to get them engaged. And I really believe in that. I mean, I had a, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Just recently, I was invited to come two days to Green Valley, Arizona, Green Valley Sarita Chamber. And they had some formal chamber member workshops there. And, and they had me down and it was quite nice. And it was interesting because, you know, the members are saying, holy cow, I never had any idea that the chamber was doing any of this. You know, and you're overwhelmed with questions and, oh, it does that to you. And they're very excited because the chamber typically ranks pretty doggone high on search engines. They, yeah. they do really well with their websites. Um, the directories do well, too. They do, they do phenomenally well. It's amazing, but people really do still use the chamber member directories. And I think it's because it's a dedicated local directory, unlike Google and Bing, where you're going to get local results, but you're not going to get something that's like local, 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 right? Yeah. So um, people realize that, oh, when I'm connected to the chamber, I get all of that attention online. I'm getting backlinks from here. I'm getting backlinks from the directory. I'm getting backlinks from my catalog, my mobile app. I'm getting, you know, all these different things happening that are helping to promote their business. A lot of people think of it as SEO. Uh, I don't use that word very much. I like to think that if it's on the internet, it's going to be found, but if it's not on the internet, it's not. And in most cases, the businesses do not document their products and services at all. So it's not even there to be found in the first place on Google and Bing. So, and when we add a new business, we're adding about 10 to 12 additional pages onto the internet for each business, uh, just as a starter point. After that, they can get into hundreds of pages if they'd like. So um, I think the, the engagement is, you've got to work to engage that member through a success story. And then when they see, oh, wow, this thing seems to be working, they're much easier to talk to about engagement. And I know this because going to workshops, not only Green Valley, but others, I was also in Texas too, um, where, you know, the members are like going, wow, this is, this is fantastic. And they, they have a new appreciation for the chamber. They realize that the chamber has grown up and, you know, is with it and it understands technology, it understands support. And, you know, that's how, that's how you get it, how you get engagement moving, in my opinion, because that's how we've been able to get it moving. That's right. Well, I know we need to start wrapping up here, but I, I did want to ask you um, if you might have one tip or action item that a chamber champion listening could do to maybe help lift their chamber up to the next level. 
Yeah, I, I had an experience many years ago. Some of you may be too young to remember this company, but um, most of you probably will. It was called Kinko's, and I believe it's a FedEx center now. And I was uh, traveling a lot, trying to build trying to build Tristep, uh, the company I mentioned before. And um, I had a proposal that was due, very, very important. It was a multi-million dollar potential contract, and I ran into some problems on my computer. And I remember going into Kinko's and the woman sat me down at a computer and she showed me all these graphics files that were already pre-installed. And I mean, they just treated me like a king. I'll never forget it. And um, I've always thought about, you know, the chamber, uh, converting chambers into these little Kinko's support centers where when you walk into a chamber because you're trying to help grow your business, that they really are a one-stop shop for helping you be successful. And I think there's a lot of chambers that do things a lot of, lot differently, but they offer great solutions the way they are. But being able to say, listen, you know, the chamber is a one-stop shop for everything to promote your business, I think is, a, is my suggestion. All right. Appreciate that. So I'd like to ask everybody, as we look to the future of Chambers, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? I, um, I see Chambers as the digital platform. Um, I see the Chamber as the attention grabber from the internet to disperse um, leads and prospects to its local business community. I see the chamber as the legislative action center, uh, an organization that that surfaces the important local topics that local businesses need to know about. And I, I see them as an extraordinarily valuable digital hub of the future. That's how I see it. I mean, some people might think I'm whack, but you know, I, I really believe that so many things are moving to the digital side that somebody in a community has got to be a custodian of local information. And the chamber has always been there for that. And I just believe that they should be there during this digital transformation that we're just beginning with. I mean, you know, we're already thinking about metaverse, right? We're already thinking about how do you do crypto in a community? I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities that are coming up ahead that um, that somebody's going to have to be the custodian, the trusted source of local information, as yeah. I call it, is the chamber. So I, I see it as the digital connection tool of the future. I love that answer. And the, the nice thing about looking to the future is nobody can ever say you're wrong because there's always you know future ahead. So. <laughs> well, I've been wrong many times. So That's I'll right. Be the first. <laughs> well, Richard, I appreciate you spending time with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I did. I wanted to give you an opportunity to put out any contact information for anyone listening who'd want to get in contact with you and maybe further explore some of these ideas that you shared and services that Chamber Nation has to offer. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. So uh, email address, well, first of all, chambernation.com is where you can find us. Um, I always ask people to go to www.richardscalendar with an S, richardscalendar.com to find a time that might work for you for a meeting, or you can call me, just click the sales department option, but it's 855-ADD-MEMBERS. That's our phone number, 855-ADD-MEMBERS. And 
uh, just click the sales department option and you'll get me that there too. All right. We will get this in our show notes for this episode, which will be found at chamberchatpodcast.com slash episode 161. But Richard, this has been a fun conversation and hopefully one that kind of expands the, the thoughts and visions of, of those chamber champions that are out there listening. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it very much. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. When chamber leaders talk about sales training, they tend to describe membership knowledge. Of course, knowing how membership works is important. However, knowing how to sell memberships is essential. Holman Brothers Next Level Coaching offers a unique balance of year-round membership sales coaching and mentoring to deliver the support your membership rep needs to consistently produce for your chamber. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of Next Level Coaching.